good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And welcome to episode 43, Ooh. I know it's a new intro for you, of the Let's Talk About podcast, where me, Elliot, and my friend, Sebastian, hello, talk about whatever we feel like talking about, which today is for Disney classic, Atlantis. Atlantis. So you might think I was pausing there for effect, but I actually, my mind went completely blank. It's oh. like, I kept pausing. <laughs> what like, what, what is here? that film we are talking about today? Oh. So yeah, Atlantis, one of my favourite films growing up. Mm-hmm. I hadn't one, seen it in quite a few years. One I haven't seen. One you haven't seen. So that's always exciting for me. Yeah. Because uh, that's the whole point of this podcast was for me to um, have an excuse to watch all these films again and for you to actually be cultured. Yeah. Um, which is very good. Mm. So um, what I was thinking of doing is because we we normally go straight straight into like spoilers but i thought maybe just in this case those haven't seen it maybe we yeah. could just say what we feel about it mm. and then like just a little segment and then if people think based off our reviews because we obviously trust us oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and our opinions and everything that mm. oh actually i want to go see this then they can go see it first and come back yeah. or they might think based on our reviews actually that sounds i don't want to go see that mm. i'll just hear you guys talk about it instead yeah either way that's fine with us yeah, I think th- this film, there's, there are things to spoil. Um, I think this is either like you'll love it or you just won't find it interesting and it's not worth watching. There are some films that are bad that are then worth watching because they're so entertaining. But uh, for this one, you'll either you'll really like it or you might just not find it interesting. So which one were you? I loved it. You loved it, yeah? Yeah, it was good. I really liked it. Um, there was some really cool um, little things and references. Um, I liked the, the setting. Because it's set in like 1914. Mm. Um, so we're inter- not going to give too much away here. It kind of opens with this, but we're introduced to Milo, who's like a linguist, archaeologist person, um, who seems to be quite techy as well. Because he's got all the um, doing all the steam engines and stuff like that. He wants to find Atlantis, and uh, there's some people that think he's just crazy. Um, but then somebody wants to go find Atlantis, and then that's kind of the setup for the story. And we see what happens with all that. Um, but I think all that stuff is really interesting in terms of the time and the setting. And the characters are great. We're introduced to quite a few. Um, a lot of supporting characters. But I really liked a lot of them. Um, there's some interesting kind of things where you could... Maybe more modern films, you would do a very obvious trope. But with this, they kind of avoided that. We'll kind of talk about it in a few scenes. But um, I think, yeah, all that worked really well. And I've, I'd like to say that this is what Strange World wishes it was. Oh. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Cause before we started this, uh, I was saying how I've been keeping track of like my favourites and these favourite Disney films that we've um, watched as part of this uh, mm. channel. And yeah, Strange World is right at the bottom for me. It's, it's somehow below Chicken Little. I know. Um, I think it's because Chicken Little had that little bit of humour in it. Yeah. Which just made it lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Um, whereas Strange Worlds... Just had nothing. Yeah. I mean, this is going to sound crazy. I feel like... Not yet. But I feel like at some point, I do want to watch it again. Just to give it that... Set. You know how sometimes you just don't fully get it the first time. But mm. the second time, like, actually, I kind of get it now. So I will... I like to give everything a go twice at some point. Okay, that's and, fair. But um, no, not, not, not yet. Oh, okay. No. No. Um, yeah, I grew up loving uh, this film. Mm. Um, obviously, I'll go into more details. For me, though, this is one of those films where I would say it's got kind of like three acts. And I yeah. would say the first act is like perfection. 
Mm. And then I would say when it slightly goes downhill after that. So I wouldn't say for me personally, it's okay. a consistent film. I still think it's a, it's a great watch. Yeah. But I think that first act in particular, which again, we'll talk about in more detail soon, is amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm guessing by that, if you haven't seen it, you know, please do. It's one of the um, best films from the, what do we call it? Is it the post-Renaissance era? Post-Renaissance, yeah. 2001. Um, so a couple of years after Tarzan, you can see the kind of more use of CGI being put in along with the traditional animation. Um, I can't remember... Did Empress New Groove come out after this? I think so. Oh, actually, was it just the one before? Um, I don't know. Oh, Leader and Stitch was after. I know that much. Well, you you discuss things. I'll find out. Well, I'm going to discuss those things because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the last of the Renaissance was Tarzan in 99. And then um, you got like Empress New Groove, Lilo and Stitch. I keep wanting to say Road to El Dorado, but that's not Disney, is it? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> so you've got this one. Empress New Groove was just before it. So is that 2000? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Lilo Stitch was, what, 2003? I'm sorry. Dear me. Because then you have the really bad stuff after. So that's like Chicken Little and... 2002. Oh, okay, cool. What is this? Is that Lilo and Stitch from coming out in 2024? It's <laughs> a live oh, action yeah. remake. I don't remember what I was talking about. They're doing everything. They're doing Hercules, Little Mermaid, I'm looking Moana. forward to the Moana one. I'm not. Are you not? <laughs> It's the same actors. Yeah, doing the same film, but worse. No, 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 no. I think it will be great. Really? <laughs> I actually have a bit. Of, I have a bit of faith in it. I think it will oh, be all right. Okay. Yeah. Do you think I, they're going to do Tamatoa? I don't know. I, think, I don't think they'll do it. I think they'll do the classic live action Disney remake thing, but they'll change a portion of it quite dramatically because they wouldn't. Surely they wouldn't do the exact same film within ten years of each other. With the same actors. Well, they did it with Beauty and the Beast. That wasn't within 10 years. No, I know. This is the <laughs> thing, isn't it? No, it's Beauty like... and the Beast ended differently. Did it? Yeah. In what way? We've discussed this before. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. Spoilers for Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> the live action remake, because we've gone off topic here. Yeah. So, in the original, do you remember what happens when the last rose petal falls? Um, Beast dies no that's no. not right <laughs> no so you don't even know what you're talking no because in the original you're... they kiss and then he becomes a prince and all the other people get restored back to life so in the original what happens is when the last rose petal falls that's basically the last chance oh, right. for um them to be able to, for someone to show they truly love the beast yes um and that's the last chance basically what happens is if someone shows they truly love the beast they can be turned back to their human form yeah um same in the live action remake however the difference is is that in the original one the only thing that happens is just that's like the end of a clock. It's just after that, it doesn't matter what happens. There'll still be um, whatever they've turned into. Furniture. Exactly. Okay. Or a beast. Yeah. Um, whereas in the live action remake, it's more different in the sense that it's not just that. It's just that they then turn into furniture permanently without a consciousness. Oh. So in a sense, they kind of like die. They just fully become that thing. Okay. And we see that because, like I said, at the end, because it's the same in like the original one, it goes happens just a bit too late. The kiss happens just a bit after. Um, and obviously, you know, it ends with a happy ending. But you start seeing people like the dog, like the kid, just die. And you just got like the oh. mum crying. So it's a lot more, it's a lot darker. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's not exactly the same. It had a bit more of a, a twist to it there. That seems interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I uh, liked it, but I've never been a massive fan of Beauty and the Beast anyway. But I think no. the actors were great. I think Emma Watson did great. 
Um, I thought a beast looked a bit weird, but is that that's not for me to say. Yeah, I um, think general consensus is that um, Luke Saint- Evans and um, what's his face, Olaf. Um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, I can't want to say Gal Gadot, but it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, get. Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Well, sorry, yeah, I, I knew that had, <laughs> had part of it. Yeah, yeah, see, they were great in it. I don't know. I feel like all of the live-action Disney films have been heartless, soulless, cash grabs, milky nostalgia. And they've gone, rather than doing it in 20, 30 years, let's just do it from seven years ago. It's like, okay, great. But you liked Aladdin. I liked it. I would have rather it didn't exist, though. <gasps> Same with Jungle Book. <gasps> Same with, definitely with The Lion King. <gasps> Yeah, okay, I agree with that. Apparently Cinderella was really good, though. I want to watch that. I was speaking to the missus about that, because um, we watched the Cinderella story. Um, Which couple, one? The one with the guy from the OC. I don't know, I've not seen it. One Tree Hill, whatever it was. Um, it's Oh, it's got um, Hilary Duff in it. Right, that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've got, yeah. That was cheesy, very like naughty's teen film, but that was quite fun. But I want to watch Cinderella, because apparently that one's actually quite good, so that could change my mind. But yeah, so Atlantis. <laughs> oh, imagine an Atlantis live action remake. Anyway, yeah. Oh. So now we'll go properly I- I- into it, and I'll actually get my my notes up. Will be handy. Yeah. Um, Nothing you... else to talk about before spoilers. I don't think really at this point. Um, I would say the visuals really good for this one. Hmm. Um, there's really cool scenes like when they're stood in front of a fireplace. And the animation was really cool for that. All the stuff with obviously Atlantis, you know, is pretty good. Um, and the voice acting I quite liked for this film. I was I was kind of umming and about um, Milo, but yeah, I think it worked. Everyone else is top notch. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, first act of this film, I think mm-hmm. it's amazing. So, you've got basically, like I said, Milo. He really wants to go copy. Oh, not copy. before that though, we see Atlantis. Oh yeah, I was going to go into that, but we'll, we'll oh, start okay. that. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. We'll do that. Okay. Oh, um. No, actually, yeah. You, you go. I'll because oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to link back into it later. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. So, because I thought it was an interesting way of opening. Because I was thinking, oh, okay, so Atlantis is definitely real. So we're not going to play like, oh, is it or is it not real? But then I don't think that would work because you couldn't. I don't know if you could do a story based on, oh, is it actually real or not? Let's find out. And then, oh yeah, it is real because you couldn't have it not be real so i was like okay i'm an idiot but um yeah that was really weird really cool i like the, the flying thingies and all the water and stuff i was like oh this is quite so seeing the destruction then it's like the beams taking up people like are these aliens or something destroying atlantis i was like what is going on here and then it was kind of like there goes into modern day so i was very confused but very intrigued yeah i think beam only took one person i did it yeah oh okay. i'm sorry if i was explaining later on in the story but it's yeah, okay. It's, no, okay. Yeah. it's okay it's okay it's okay <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so we have that introduction, and then we had like the kind of thing I like because I like the same thing with um, the movie that everyone hates, Armageddon. Oh, where it's just like it's for preparing. Nobody for it. hates that film. I love that film. It's <laughs> um, a great film because, like, you, you again, you kind of like three acts of that, haven't you? You've got the mm. act of like oh, the training and everything, and then you've got the act of getting there, and then you've yeah. got the act of oh, you're actually there. Mm. Um, and it's very similar to, to this. Is you've got like the first thing is just like the actual training and getting to Atlantis. You've got, you know, Milo is just you know he's been given this opportunity to mm. to go to Atlantis, and he's given this whole crew and this like this submarine. Yeah. And oh, it's just so cool. That, that was very cool, actually. <laughs> you got the Leviathan. I was thinking like, oh yeah, I put a note in here. What year did 
what submarines invented? Because I, I was thinking, like, did they have them in 1914? So I'm going to Google that um, while you continue to talk. I can, okay. So, yeah, it's... Um, I, I find all that, like, amazing. Just, like, how you're seeing every single character use their ability. So first you have all, like, the mercenaries trying to sort of, like, get through the submarine. You know, yeah. trying to get through the, like, Leviathan. Because Leviathan was a machine itself, wasn't it? Yeah, Not which is very fish. cool. Yeah, um, cool. You know, they quoted it from the Bible as well, because it's in the Book of Job. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I always remember, like, looking up at that when I was a kid, like, <laughs> oh, oh, cool. <laughs> um, and then, oh, what was it after that? Then they get in, it's like, it's just all, like, the travelling, isn't it? And they're going in the tents. Yeah. And, oh, the digging. Yeah, that stuff was really good, actually. <laughs> yeah, because you get all those kind of quirky characters. Uh, yeah, 1870, apparently, and there the submarine. So, no, it did check out. Because yeah. I feel like I had a toy of that big submarine, or I remember at least playing with it, maybe at someone else's mm-hmm. house. But, yeah, I remember that design. Because as soon as I watched that part of the film, I was like, oh, all these memories kind of flooding back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because I was kind of making notes about the like the different squad we meet. Um, where is it? My favourite joke from the film was the old lady when she's doing those announcements over the PA system. Oh, yeah. And she said about whoever took the L from the motor pool sign. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. (laughs) And there's a few ones like that I really liked. Because you introduced to... um, So we meet Helga, first of all. Yeah. My reaction as well. Because uh, she didn't like that black fame fatale dress. Yeah. And you think he's going to be like, oh, gosh, a woman. But he's not. He's just like, what are you doing in there kind of thing. And what's going on? I was like, okay, that's good. They didn't just play up a, oh, he like stumbles over his words kind of thing. So that was good. Um, she's very badass as well. And then you meet like the, what was it, Whitmore guy who's doing yoga. and He did the worst cracking scene. Oh, in. it's just like naked i think at one point as well uh, but yeah I, I really like all the rest of the crew the mole guy's weird um dr sweet's very cool he the voice actor for him he played martian manhunter in smallville oh nice again you've not seen that but yeah i, nice. thought, I was like i looked at him I was like he looks familiar um and then but mole <laughs> yeah and then you got like the 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 french explosive expert guy what's good the um what's it the spanish girl she, I don't know, she reminded me of another character, but I couldn't think what it was. But yeah, I think they all had really interesting kind of, these were all the experts in different fields. And then you have that scene of the campfire, they're actually kind of getting to know each other a bit. Yeah. And I think that was really nice, just kind of actually get to know our characters a bit. What a, what an idea. I know, because it was good, because you got, you got to see all their skills being used. So you got mm. to see like the teenagers, like you used to like fix the engine and everything in the submarine. Yeah. Then you had to have the explosives expert who made the bridge. Mm. You had to have um, Mole who ends up like digging the hole and mm. everything and then finding out like all the details of what's this and what's that. Um, you have the guy who was serving up food. Oh, cookie. <laughs> <laughs> he has a tattoo later on who's got all 38 United States. Nice. Like, I think because there was a trivia thing saying there were 48 at that point. So it's like, it's quite an old tattoo. That's funny. Mm. Um, yeah, was there any other big characters I'm forgetting? There's... Oh yeah, then you got the... Doctor, yes, yeah, 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 Dr. yeah. Sweet. Um, and we already saw him like do some of the checkups. So yeah, yeah is it, it was a good way of like introducing people one because it's a lot of characters. It's a good way of introducing them kind of like one at a time, seeing mm. what they're about. I mean, like I said, with a campfire scene doing yeah. that. And I thought it's all done like in a very exciting way. I love yeah. that whole thing of like the journey. Um, I find the journey better than the destination, in my opinion. That's fair because I know like the scene with Whitmore is really nice because he's like nobody wants to hear me about this idea of this guy not only does he believe me he wants to fund it and he's already got a team and it's all set up and i get to actually kind of flex my my linguist muscles um 
and they set off all that stuff. And they got Rourke, who's like, I don't know, can you tell he's going to be a bad guy? Yeah, I don't know. Something in the eyes. But yeah, no, he, he seems... In the shape of a head. Yeah, they all seem competent, which I really like. There's nobody there just for comic relief. I'm like Mole, I guess. But they're all they're all skilled, which I really like. I do have one... Um, well, I had a few different notes. I mean, I kind of categorised all into one sentence, which is there's so much death. <laughs> I'd be interested to see, actually, if this has got the highest kill count <laughs> of any Disney film. Because you have Ooh. the star. I'd never noticed it before. When they, when in, in the intro where we see Atlantis falling, oh yeah, there's so many Atlanteans that didn't actually make it into mm. like the bubble. So you basically they just all drowned away. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was very like Pompeii-like, wasn't it? With, like, yeah, the lava or like the the Red Sea. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting way to open. Um, yeah. It was like all those died. Then you had like all those who died on the submarine because oh, like yeah. m- most of them didn't get on the lifeboats, and then most of the lifeboats went. <laughs> yeah, that was. I, lo- I looked down one bit, I looked up, and they were, like, washed up ashore, and all- everyone was dead. And I was like, oh, what happened here? And then you had more of it. You had, like, oh, I can't, where was it? When they were trying to, like, when they were nearly through. Oh, was it when they had, like, the, the fire? I can't remember yeah. what happened. Something happened, and quite a lot of then, again, and they're kinda, trying like, to died. S- they're trying to escape the thing, and the rocks, like, collapse and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, so much death. Yeah, actually, that is true. I wonder if there would have been any other films of more deaths than this one. I guess Lion King. <laughs> a lot of animals eaten. I suppose. But no, yeah. But it's not, it's all, it, unlike them, this was all on screen. Yeah, that is <laughs> we true. We were seeing the slaughtering happen. A lot, <laughs> lot of deaths from this one. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't know. I think that might be. I'll be interested. I'll, I'd like to look that up, actually. Yeah. Most on screen deaths in Disney films. But no, I, I really think what makes this film is like the great characters. Mm, absolutely. Um, and in fact, other than like the ending, that's like all my notes. So you can see like Ooh. how much I love that first act. When we move into the... I don't know if you have anything more to say um, on Act 1. Uh, just a few little things. Um, the Is it Professor Whitmore, whatever his name? Yeah. Um, the voice actor was Frasier's dad. Oh, yes. From yes, Frasier, yes, yes. which is quite cool. Um, I put Jiminy Christmas. Milo says Jiminy Christmas at one point. I thought that was interesting. Um, I put about how I love the animation. Oh, I, I had a question about you know when Milo's working at it at the like the museum, whatever. It's like I was getting IT crowd vibes where somebody's called up and like the engine's not working and he's like, "Say, have you tried turning off and on again?" Whatever it was, I was like, "That's quite cool." That's like a late, no, early twentieth century working in IT kind of scene, which I quite appreciate. Um, I also put Michael J. Fox. Yes, because I was like immediately, I was like, "That voice sounds familiar." Oh yeah, because Elliot said he was in this film. What do you think about him? I yes. like it. Yeah. I think it's very good, yeah. Mm. I think it's very well. Because this was an interesting time period where you get maybe one or two stars and then everyone else is like professional voice actors that know what they're doing. And I think that worked really well. The kind of turning point was, I think, like Aladdin when they got like Robin Williams. Because then like after this, it's like Shrek, which is like the whole cast are like a the celebrities. And that kind of like doesn't work as well because voice actors like are professionals and they're made for that job and they they all got quite annoyed as well because it's like we're just taking jobs from us they get to do films and voice work and we we only get to do voice work so that, that was a bit weird but i think this worked well enough where you had maybe one or two kind of recognizable voice because i think that you do run that risk don't you where you don't hear the character you hear the actor but i don't know shrek think, is a masterpiece shrek is pretty good to be fair yeah yeah so second act they find atlantis <gasps> 
what do you think of this bit? Um, yeah, it was good. I because you see um, Keaton and some of the others with their masks on, and they're like, "Oh, there's locals here." It's like, "What's going on here?" Because because uh, it did it did set up that they were going to find an air bubble, but like that was quite a cool reveal about the whole under under the sea kind of under the sea. Da, 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 da. Um, and I was like, "Oh, this is quite similar to Ice Age three, Dawn of the Dinosaurs," but um, obviously, but then that's just like from 10,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Journey to the Centre of the Earth and all that stuff. So it's it's a trope that's been used a lot of times. But that was quite a cool reveal. Um, and then the whole language thing was weird about when he's like trying to communicate in Atlantean. And then he, and then he starts talking French and I was like, what's going on? And then and then they can speak English for some reason. So, But that was fine. Yeah, yeah we did explain it. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I can't remember why. It was like, because... Because they're so old, I think they're like a root dialect, so all our languages came from theirs, which is fine. Uh, but that was quite cool. I like their designs, because um, they were like white hair and stuff. and It's got like a blend of cultures and things, which is quite cool, because I guess if it's all stemming from one place. Yeah. Um, I do like the, the the kind of tattoos and the kind of drawings and writing and stuff, and all the blue stuff. It's like quite a cool aesthetic. Um, and I like the chief guy. Oh yeah, voiced by Leonard Nimoy, Mr. Spock from Star Trek. I'm aware. It's very cool. That was yeah. good choice. Didn't even notice it was him, but oh, now I know. Yeah, now I know. It's good. What did you think of Atlantis as a whole? Or yeah. oh, oh, the, oh, the, the city, oh, the city. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's it. I've seen it a few times. I think it's a very cool looking place. It's mm. nice, like how far, kind like, ahead they are mm. with certain things. It reminded me a lot. See, we, we, we've gone to like a lot of biblical kind of like things. So yeah. I'm getting sticked to that thing. Okay. Just, for, you know, just as like a, a, one, a one-off. It reminded me because they brought out like the Tower of Babel. Yes. In, in there. And like in the Bible, it mentions that um, the whole reason why we mix the languages is because they were going so far ahead of where yeah. we should have been. And it's kind of like with like Atlantis, like technology-wise, they're so far ahead. Well, because they, like... they allude to that later on, don't they, where they said the gods drew uh, grew jealous of Atlantis. They... They flooded them to kind of... So, yeah, there's got quite a lot of parallels there. Yeah. Because they had, like, the floating machines that you just have to press and it turns on and stuff. Yeah. It was quite interesting because I think you, you would play it as, like... I don't know, you watch, like, Black Panther, where you've got this secluded nation that's, like, more technologically advanced than anyone else. They can do anything. And that's interesting. But I thought this was quite interesting, the fact that they were once, like, really technologically advanced, even for the time. But through a lot of time, they've kind of lost that. Because she says about we're losing our culture and mm. all these kind of things, where they don't even know how to use some of these machines or now. Or read their own language. Yeah, which is what a cool uh, little twist. Yeah, giving we had a linguist there, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, very handy. Um, so yeah, and again, I like a bit how they were kind of like discovering it all like together as well, like trying to bring yeah. it back. And of course, then you do have the twist of then they all turned on them. Yes. Were you surprised by that? Uh, kind of. I mean, because there's a scene where they got the guys with the masks grabbing the guns, and I was like, "Yeah, I guess there was always that thing of why were they there? Well, they wanted the the gem, I think, the power source, the yeah. power source." And so I was like, "Yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense." Um, but when he comes up out of the water, I was like, "Oh, they were all evil." In my head, I was thinking, "Rock's probably the bad guy, and he's probably gonna like try and kill people at the end." But then for them to all be like that, he because I guess early on in the film he talks about how he's there to discover Atlantis, but they're all there for the money. And so they do sow the seeds because then they're all like, yeah, we're all here, basically. We're all mercenaries. But I really like that because Rourke does kind of make some interesting points because he says about 
you know, if you took back everything from a museum that was stolen, there'd be nothing there. And so it's like, weirdly, we're just like providing stuff for museums, which is where you work and all these things you study. So that was quite interesting. It's like, he's wrong for what he's doing, but at the same time, all the stuff you do is based off of stealing. Yeah, and that's It's like quite... when someone says about like, you know, how you shouldn't kill animals. Mm. They're a meat eater. It's mm. a great question. Mm. I think that's different between murder, isn't it? But because then this is quite relevant today with like the whole British Museum and everyone saying, but we want our stuff back. They're like, no, <laughs> we want it. <laughs> I don't know. It's more relevant than ever, this film. Very good. See, mm. and that's what we like to do here at Let's Talk About. Yep. We like to keep up the relevancy. Um, yeah, yeah. What, what a shocking stance on things. We don't think you should steal things from other cultures. And then, because they, they make the point of, like, well, we've stolen things before and, we you know, we've maybe hurt a few people, but nobody really got hurt. And then he's like, well, maybe some people did die. But, <laughs> but then it's like, but this would kill all these people if we took this. And it's like, yeah, it's not good. He has that good guilt tripping scene. I guess that's yeah. So if that bleeds into the third act, more, I would but, say yeah. yeah. Well, I would say so. Like I, I would say the second act is them now so like discovering Atlantis inside, and the third act yeah. is from when this betrayal when, happened. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but you can do it either way uh, because then obviously he's made those connections and he's able to like appeal to like their hearts, the other characters, not Rourke or um, nice lady Helga. Helga. Yeah. Helga. Um. <laughs> Yeah, because I really like the scene where they go, what was it, when they're by the beach and she's like, we need to go read these inscriptions. So he's like reading this column. He turns around and she's like in a swimsuit and he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then and he's like, oh, you need to come in as well. And then it and it cuts and he's like immediately just in his underwear. I was like, <laughs> they have to just like rip his clothes off. It was so quick. I don't know if it was just me. That made me laugh. Yeah, I think he did take. I think we did see him take him off. I think really? Like a quick, oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. He was wearing clothes. It pans to her and it cuts back. And he's just in his underwear. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, so they go for a swim. Thought that was quite cool. And then like they find the air bubble. And then like they're reading the inscription. I was like, that must have been really annoying. She happened to read it for a bit. They go up for air and come back again. But it was exciting. It was because he's like, oh, this is like all this stuff is like. It is literally, you know, this thing you always believed in, and everyone else has said isn't true. And there's personal stakes because your granddad like, wanted to find it. And then you find it's all real. And yeah, it's like we dreams come true, you know. And the fact that she couldn't read it as well was quite, quite interesting. But yeah, so that's the end of that. the second act. And then we get turned on. And he does the guilt trip. And that then all the other characters, they go and they, they learn how he, he basically musters up the Atlanteans. And it's like for how yeah. they used to be. He teaches them how to... Imagine this guy just turns up like three days ago. Yeah. He's teaching them how to use all these machines. Yeah. And they go out and they fight. And woo. I do like that scene earlier on where he's like, so you put your hand on the thing. Yes. You put the German. Yes. And he turned it. Yes. Did you turn it while you're still holding the thing? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, oh, I feel like with thousands of years of trying, he probably would have done that. But yeah, that was cool. They all rally F1 up. They get on the flying thingies. They were, I like the designs as well because they were quite aquatic kind yeah. of. He's got like a weird fish kind of thing and. He was doing more like a tuna. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like him. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think of a little fight scene at the end? It was cool. It was different. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this because it reminded me a lot of uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, yes. Because that's set around like, is it like the late 1800s, early 1900s? I've not seen that in years. And so it's like, there's a car chase in that scene. Then there's like a tank. And there's like a ship and there's all these weirder weapons. And it was always like a bit weird. 
But for this one, it's like, well, you know, it's 1914. They've got machine guns. That makes sense. They've got little... The aeroplanes are flying around, shooting each in other. Volcano. Yeah, in the volcano as well, which they're trying to set off. And they've got, like, the floating thing. And then the floating ships have, like, laser beam things, which is quite cool. So there was a lot going on, but I really liked that. And they were, like, trying to do their teamwork. This is how teamwork beats the bad guy. Yeah. And then he kicks Helga off the thing. Like, you get. <laughs> and then, like, how she swings and kicks him in the face straight away. But then, yeah, and then he throws her to her death, which was like, oh. She survives, bro. She does. It's a really like, cool scene. Oh, like, revenge. Where she, like, fires the flare. So cool. That's a cool shot. It is. Um, and then he, Milo grabs a part of the crystal, cuts Rourke with it, turns into a crystal man. Yeah. What that, was that? That famous James Bond villain. Yes, Crystal Man. Almost because it's Diamond Face. Yeah. Die another day. Yeah, I always remember being really scared of that when I was younger. Yeah, because I was watching um a video about like the like best Disney villain deaths, and there's like things like usually they just fall to their death. There's other really weird ways of dying, and they were saying this one's quite bad. Cause it's like you just turn into crystal, and then I don't know what happens at that point. Yeah, just exposed, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Did you like the fight scene? It was good. It was good. It was a bit more lively. Because what I find is I find with a film it's like it's all exciting. You've got all these things going on. You've got all this build up, all these things. You've got like, you know, drilling and you've got like Mm. fireflies and this this whole thing. And then it's just like all of a sudden it's really calm and you're in Atlantis. That's where the the dip happens for me. Mm. It's nice because you're learning about all the culture, but it just went from like one thing to another. And then all of a sudden it just goes to, well, hey. Yeah. Everything. Guns, lasers, planes, bombs. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And it was all exciting. They tried to get out. Mm. And then she does that thing and she protects it all. And you have all the lava that goes over the city. Oh, that was cool. And it solidifies. And then it cracks. I love that. Because was there any music for that scene as well? I don't know. I don't think. I think there was. But when it stopped, once it kind of like went over, it solidified. And it was just silence. Yeah. And we just hear the... The visuals for... Because like we kind of glossed over it earlier. But you know, when he turns... And then he wants to get the crystal, and he's like, and then he takes Kida, and then she becomes the thing. And I was, it was like, there wasn't really much going on, but you are kind of just watching it. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? And stuff. That was quite, that was quite cool. I don't know. In a worse film, I don't think you could pull that off. Mm. Could you go, oh, she's walking into the thing. How long is this going to take? You know. But that was all really effective, and then she becomes the glowing thing because she says something to Milo, doesn't she? She's like, be not afraid or whatever. Mm. And then um, she just kind of surrenders. And I was like, oh. And then later on, obviously, then breaks free and becomes like the goddess thing and puts up the shield and all those big men come out f- from the water and then they be cool yeah they do cool things like big men do big men yeah and then it's like oh so they're trapped under the magma then and then no because it breaks which is good yeah but my final note is mm. like I really like the ending so obviously they're just like you know oh you know we we really wish we could give you more. And they're just like, <laughs> they've got this whole pile yeah. of like treasure. Like, oh, no, 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 we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be right. <laughs> yeah. um, that did make me laugh. And like, Milo decides to, to stay, which yes. I think makes sense. Because mm. um, he had a lot more going on there than he did there. Because people respect him here. Absolutely. He can teach from things. And he's with a nice lady, a nice princess lady. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. He's done all right out of this, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then they go back and we go back and they see um, Fraser's dad. Yes. Yeah. More. That's the problem. And like he gives him a nice little letter. That I teared up at that. Yeah. That was actually really sweet. Um, because he, I get the feeling that Whitmore physically wanted to go. Yeah. But maybe he felt like he couldn't. But then to see that little thing, got the little picture of Milo as a kid, and then his yeah. granddad, who he was obviously friends with, and then the note. I was like, oh, that's actually a really emotional punch. Yeah. And it all yeah. ended up really happy because they're Cause all everyone tri- won 
except for really bad guys. Exactly, because they're all dressed up nicely and then they're recounting what happens. Mm. And it's like, oh yeah, the Helga fell to death. I mean, um, she, <laughs> yeah, that that was a shame. I mean, yeah, because she was evil, I guess, but she was double crossed by Rourke, so that was a shame. He got what he deserved. He did. There was actually a second one. So I saw this on Disney Plus. I've never Return. seen this. I feel like I've seen that title before. But I don't know if there's any good. While I messaged you before, I was like, please make sure it's for Lost Empire. So 74, it doesn't just say Atlantis. Right. And you've got two of them. It's like Atlantis and it's, I can't remember what it is, Return of... Milo's Return. Milo's Return. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've not seen this one because yeah. I think I've mentioned in one of our first ones. Well, the first one I think we watched was, no, not Rescuers. It might have been The Fox and the Hound. And we mentioned like Fox and the Hound had a sequel. But oh. It was actually a mid-quel. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. Because um, um, yeah, the prequel, the sequel to this was like two years later, I think, 2003. Yeah. Um, but I think it's got, if I remember correctly, it's got a lot of the cast returning. Yeah, because I looked at the opening picture on Disney+, Plus and it was like, I could see there was like, I think Mole was back, French guy, um, Spanish girl. It's good that I can't remember any of their names. Yeah. Um, I couldn't see, so I saw Milo and Kida. Couldn't see Mr. Sweet, I don't think. But pretty much everyone else was there. Yeah. So that might be one I watch at one point or another. Yeah, is that on um, the spinner? No, because it's not. A, it wasn't made by the same studio. Uh, so again, it's probably like Teen Town or whatever it's called. Um, oh yeah. Oh, that might be worth so, watching. Yeah. Then. Um, I, I probably will at one point start watching all these sequels. That you know, but I, I always worry that it's going to end up ruining. Yeah, you do always run that risk because because I, I was looking up the kind of the ratings for this one because um, I was interested to see how it was received because I feel like this and Treasure Planet are those ones where it's like. It's just forgotten, but it was like really well received. Oh, treasure Planet. But I looked up and it was like um, Atlantis got 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, mm. which is pretty low. I guess that's lower than the Renaissance films. It got 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, that just means half people liked it. But then it got 4.7 out of 5 on Amazon UK. So it's like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. What about the sequel, though? Great question. Let's find out, shall we? So we've got Atlantis Lost Empire from 2001. I'm guessing. So, tre- when did Treasure Planet come out? Just it, it wasn't like one of the next ones after. Was it like 2003? Uh, let's find out. Um, it was 2002. 2002. Oh, it was the next Joseph year. Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> Oh really? Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's weird. So there was this theme of getting like an actor to be the main character, and everyone else is like, and Emma Thompson and Martin Short. So then Empress New Groove. Oh, that was yeah. So that was two thousand. Then it was Atlantis. Then Treasure Planet, and I guess Lilo and Stitch, right? Sure. So the question is, how good is the sequel? I don't like that it's not coming up on any of the record. Oh, there we go. Five stars. See, this is the thing: is what if it ruins it? Also, the animation looks worse. But they often do because it's not made by the same studios. Yeah, um, that is a real shame. So yeah, but um, who knows? Oh no, I lied. I thought it was the same people. Oh no, Whitmore's the same person, and I think Audrey's the same person. Oh, James Arnold's the same person. Um, yeah, Keita's the same, but Milo's different. Audrey's the same. And Vinny is the same. Is Kida the same? Mm, yes, Kida is. Oh, okay. oh, Sweet is the same. So is Packard. So literally just Milo then. Yeah, the main guy. <laughs> I guess that's quite telling though, isn't it? Yeah. That's oh, it's enough. got the voice of Patrick from um, SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but oh. in uh, 
in short, I think for me with this film is I think it's got great characters with great development. Yep. Great opening sequence. Cool great story. Yeah, cool cool story. Interesting world and exploration. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, maybe a perfect ending. Yeah I, think, yeah. I think it all ended up, I think it kind of sorted everything exactly how I think it should have done. Yeah, it was kind of, I wouldn't say bittersweet, but yeah, there was a bit of sadness to it. Um, I, I thought that the credits were quite interesting, just in terms of little things here and there. So I noticed Joss Whedon was involved in this. Yes. Um, so it's, I guess because he does that kind of team of characters in into what's the word? Avengers. Yeah, because they do like Avengers, Firefly, all that kind of stuff, which I guess kind of makes sense. Um, I thought it was interesting with the credits, and they had like whole sections for the character animation. Hmm. So I had like the supervising animator, and then the voice. And then, like, for mine, though, there were 12 animators. And then, like, some of the other characters, they had less, because I guess they didn't need to do as much. I thought that was quite a, quite an interesting way of kind of showing it. I don't know if they do that now, but I don't know. Like, you watch Marvel films, there's, like, entire pages of animators from, like, 10 different studios doing it, because there's so much CGI. Then this, and then there's, like, all the actual actors later on. But, yeah, my last note was, what a cool little film. It is. Do you know, like, roughly where this ranks to with, like, everything Ooh. else you've seen? Oh, great question. I'd have to have a quick look through all the episodes we've done. Did you want to have a look at my list? It's, oh. in, it's in the order that I, I view it. But um, That's you, fair. You, you can at least see kind of like everything. Ooh, so you, think, you have an interesting list. Yeah, okay. It's the only... Cars of Ratatouille. I, I really like Cars. <laughs> That's fair. That cars was fun. It did have Kachow. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, like, what I am noticing is that the Pixar films are just in another league. Yeah. Um, well, I feel mm, you can disagree, but yeah, no, I, no, yeah, I would say right. currently, I'd say Atlantis is like except top for good 10. dinosaur. Top um, yeah, I would probably say top ten. I'm trying to see what you've put it better than. Um, God, you read it like Little Mermaid, do you? It's all right. Like I said, it's just <laughs> it's right, weird think, that it's part of the Renaissance films because it's so old. I think it's like <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. I think <laughs> it's just like the Disney princess films, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's not like the Disney I fell in love with. No. Things like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. No. They're great stories. Yeah. But but they're clearly yeah. old. The best ones are the Disney Prince films, like Hercules, for example. <laughs> Honey, you mean Hercules. Anyway. Um, that's, that is interesting, isn't it? I wonder how it relates when the main character is a boy compared to a girl. I don't think so, because like, I love Moana. Yeah. I think it was just, it's those kind of like style of movies where, you know, I enjoy them. It's just a fairy tale. But it doesn't hit me like yeah. the other one. Because, like, like, yeah, you've got Snow White, Cinderella, Stephen Beauty. Um, but then, like, Beauty and the Beast, some people think is the best Disney film. But a bit too boring for but me. But I think it's also like what people grew up with. I think for me, it's like my heart needs to be touched. And for a lot of people, those, Cinder- those uh, Cinderella stories, oh, yeah, those uh, yeah. princess stories, their hearts are touched when, like, you know, a prince does something or all this mm. or that. Whereas for me, it's like in Ratatouille, where he's finally able to oh. make the meal he's always wanted to, and that... it hits the chef, not the chef, the guy. Yeah, the the um, critic. Yeah, for Cars, it's like, you know, when the whole thing is like, he wants to be at this race, and now he's not bothered, and now he wants to win, but he stops the race just to help that one other person get part. Yeah, it's got heart in it, and it yeah. and it comes out through various characters. Even The Good Dinosaur, it's one that I, I struggle to rate, because I don't think it's the most as a whole, most amazing film. No. But I can't tell you another Disney film that makes me cry as much as that one does. Yeah, but then I then I start getting cynical and think, do they know the film's not very good so they make it really sad? So you think that because you're reacting emotionally to it. That's that why you shouldn't be cynical. Maybe. Disney, you're supposed to be happy. I don't know, because like, 
you get like the Lion King, for example, you get to know Simba and Mufasa. So then when Mufasa dies, spoiler, um, it hits you and but then you're seeing it from Simba's point of view where he's feeling guilty and sad and then you have the scene in the clouds and I bawl my eyes out because I'm so emotionally invested. I don't know. Here's a question then. Atlantis, did it feel like a traditional Disney film? No. Interesting. Did it to you? No. But it was really good. It was. And sometimes they they do a, a, a movie that's not like a traditional Disney film, like Chicken Little. Little. Yeah, Meet the Robinsons. And it, um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I mean, Meet the Robinsons was all right. Meet the Robinsons was okay, yeah. It had the bad guy, which was cool. But yeah, I think that's the difference, isn't it? Like, what did so the Chicken Little's not got the Disney magic, so what has it got to replace it with? Corny jokes. Whereas, like, Atlantis doesn't have that Disney magic, but it's got exploration and characters yeah. and all that stuff, which works really well. And the Disney ending. And the Disney ending, to be yeah. fair. And it's got, and it has those emotional beats as well. So, um, I'm really sorry if you could hear the lawnmower outside. That's yeah. quite aggressive. But, um,. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Whoa! <laughs> we might cut this bit out. <laughs> really glad That's I left intense. the window open. Oh, it's not coming up here. So maybe it's not loud. Oh. You know. Anyway, we've been talking about Atlantis and all other kind of topics for over forty minutes now. Whoa! So, should we spin the wheel of destiny and oh, see yeah. what we're going to watch next? You mean the dial of destiny? Yeah. Right. Here we go. I hope it's something good. Ooh. I could close the window. Oh, okay. Interesting. Oh. Okay, one I've not seen. Oh. And I need to find out if this is the sequel or the first one. But we've got the adventures of Ich- Ichabod and Mr. Toad. What? I know. So it's one of the, um, I think it was like the ninth or the tenth movie released. Oh, okay. Um, From the studios. And I'm just going to have a look if... The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So it was released in 1949. Oh, what a year. Um, and I just need to see. Oh, it's the 11th one. I do apologize. Oh, um, it's not good enough, is it? Okay, yeah. I think this was the first one. Uh, from the last studio's package film era. <laughs> oh, this is when they did like Sudos Amigos. Yeah, Free Gabriel's Make My Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time. Um... So yeah, we're separated. What does oh, the... that was it. Okay, yeah. So it's because they're both together, basically. So Adventures oh, okay. of Ichabod is like one show, and the one of Mister Toad is like another. So yeah, unless I am, um, oh yeah, the first film is based off of Wind in the Willows, and the second one is based off of Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Oh, well, I was about to say as soon as you said the Mister Toad, I was like, oh, is that not um what you just said? Yeah. Um. So this looks weird. I've, yeah, not, I've not seen this one. I've never heard of this. Have you not? It's it's been one that I've owned. Oh, it's got the headless night guy. The headless night guy. Oh, I have. I've seen that somewhere. Huh. Well, this will be interesting then. Yeah, I'm just gonna see how long it is. Because if it's like, it's got pretty good rating on other things. Yeah. Um, I think other things in terms of. Cool, it made $1.625 million at the time. Nice. It's, it's only an hour and nine minutes. Oh, that's what we like to hear. That's what we like. <laughs> but now the big question is, do we also watch another movie from that era, like we did with Los Amigos? Oh. 
I'll tell you what we'll do, because we haven't seen it and we know absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. We will watch this one. See what we feel. And then if we feel like we can get a nice sort of t- t- 20, 25 minutes of chat about it, we'll keep, we'll just do that one. Whereas okay. if we think, actually, we could bring another one, maybe we do one of the other package films from so, around that era. So what else would have been with it? Uh, I don't know, like Make My Music, Fun and Fancy Free. They're all around okay. that era. Oh, I haven't seen any of those. Bing Crosby. Mm. All right. Oh. Well. Well. I look forward to, this will be the first time watching something I've not seen. So oh, I'm very no. excited. Um, so any, any final words? Um, no, I just say, if you haven't seen this film, definitely give it a watch. It's something different. Um, the animation is great. The voice is great. Story is great. It's, it's a fun little film that is just kind of flew under the radar. Don't disturb the dirt. 